Adam Cravens, and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff. Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Craven. And you once again ventured into a movie theater. I I put myself in danger um, for the things that I'm passionate Mm -hmm. about, which are pictures that move, Mm -hmm. um, as as it were. This particular time, I saw a Liam Neeson vehicle in which he is not a Jedi. Which, Does he have a particular set of skills? He he doesn't say that he has a particular set of skills, but it's more or less alluded to that he does have skills that are particular, mm-hmm. and he can hurt you with them, and he's also on a cell phone at one point threatening somebody. I, I don't want to say this is just a Xeroxed, like, Taken sequel mm-hmm. that isn't a Taken sequel, but every movie that... What, what is it called, by the way? Uh, the Honest Thief. The Honest Thief, okay. Um... Every movie that isn't, um, you know, like a period piece mm-hmm. or something of that nature that Liam Neeson has done after Taken has largely resembled Taken. Yeah. He uh, he does movies where he's kind of a, a quiet loner that he gets angry about things and he sometimes against his own will because he wants to solve it peacefully, but they force him to, so he has to... He has to do things with his particular set of skills. Hey, Robert Patrick is in it. Which I, I will say, the cast is actually reasonably good. You've got the T-1000, mm-hmm. the uh, the one-time son of John McClane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a reasonably well-written... If Is it a, is it a caper? Um, he's, or is it more of a thriller? He is a bank robber. Um, mm-hmm. his, his father had, uh, worked as like kind of a handyman all his life. Um, he, he ends up like falling on hard times, like later in his life, he's been there for, you know, 35, 40 years and you know, his product productivity dips. Oh, it was shot in Boston, huh? Uh, I, you can tell at some points that it was definitely shot there. Um, and his, his father gets fired from his job, you know, put, put his whole life, uh, in there. Um, you know, sacrifice time with his family to do this. And uh, Liam Neeson decides that uh, he's going to go into the bank that the CEO keeps his money at, and he, he robs it for about $300,000. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the next several years, he just, he keeps he keeps doing this. Like, you know, finding finding people that, you know, maybe maybe didn't deserve all that money. Um and just kind of robs it. Uh, a little from the... Robin Hooding, but does he keep it or? Well, he keeps it, but he's not spending it. Oh. He ends up getting about $9 million worth of all of this money. But like I said, it's not like he's going out to Vegas. Like he's not buying flight. Like it's literally just sitting in a storage facility. would be an facility. interesting idea. A thief who is stealing money just for the interest, keep a few million for a few years for the interest and then return it and just keep the interest. That's fascinating. Well, except he's he's not, not doing that. No, but no, but imagine, that would be a good idea. Imagine it's like, well, yeah, you're you're kind of a thief, I guess. Give it back. Well, I mean, he's not he's not any more a thief than like any literally any bank in the country like <laughs> is. Uh, but he uh, it, 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 at the beginning of the movie, um, he meets a girl, uh, falls for, cuts to a year from then. Now I just glanced are, at the cast; none of them seem to be age appropriate for him. Well, that's because I think Liam Neeson is in like his seventies uh-huh. at this point. But like, how many people do you know that are also going around like 
you know, beating down like ex crooked Marines or like cops or surprisingly. Liam lot. Neeson is kind of the the Caucasian version of Samuel L. Jackson. How if you didn't know how old Samuel L. Jackson was, like you don't you don't necessarily oh, think he's as old he's, as he is. He's sixty two. This is what I'm saying. Like both of these guys much much I guess to their their credit are are still believable despite their I, I think at that point you can be say you can call it advanced age. Yes. Um at least most of the 60-year-olds I know are not going around, like, beating crooked cops or, you know, rescuing their daughters from terrorists or, I mean, in, in any any of that, some such. Interesting. So, it was entertaining. It was okay. I mean, the cast was good. It couldn't have been awful. If okay, it could have. If we were at a, a regular, like, if this had been 2019 or 2018... Um, I would probably dismiss this film kind of outright saying this could have been a video on demand. Like there's nothing that really required that this be in the theater. Like, but the movies that kind of require to be in theater are not being released into mm -hmm. the theater right now compared to say the war with grandpa. Um, this was Shakespeare. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to down Robert De Niro like it, it, any harder than I have to, but like there, there isn't a lot in theaters right now. We got Tenant several weeks ago. Then we got the rather limp New Mutants. Then we got War with Grandpa. Liam Neeson, even when he's in a bad movie, is still good in the movie. And I mm -hmm. think this is another... If you've seen Taken or any of its sequels or any of the movies basically that he made after Taken, you've seen this movie. Um, they've kind of put a twist on it in that um, now that he's met the girl... He wants to come clean like he doesn't want this past falling and he doesn't want to lie to her about his past. And so he's kind of set up this this meet with the FBI saying, like, I'm going to turn myself in. I'm going to turn the money in. I want a reduced sentence. Um, and, I, you know, I want to be able to live my life with this woman I've met. The, 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 the twist in this and it's kind of the entry. He really like the thief is good. Like he's not really a bad guy. I mm -hmm. mean, he stole lots and lots of money from banks. but. I feel like the bank has stole a lot of money for me in overdraft fees over oh, the years. Well, there you have it. So I, I don't, I don't really feel bad that he took money from the bank. Now the cops in this, for the most part, are crooked. Ah. Like he says, you know, uh, he's like, here, this is the storage locker that I've put the money in. Um, go check it out. You can verify my story. I've told you things about the robberies that aren't in the papers or anything like that. You can verify this. Well, they get it there, and one of the cops is like, you know what? We just keep this. What? Why don't we just keep it? Like it, it's our word against him. I mean, he's a thief. Like, who are they going to believe? And that's where the action mm -hmm. starts. Um, they're basically the cops are bad, and the honest thief is the good guy. So the the traditional good guys are the bad guys, mm -hmm. and who would traditionally be the bad guy is really kind of the good guy in this one. Nice. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about what's in theaters, and today it is The Honest Thief with Liam Neeson. So, one of those, it is what it is, no huge surprises, but it was an okay movie? I was, if it were not for the honesty of the performances in what is really a, a talented group of actors, this film really would have went under my radar, and I don't even know that I would have made a point to go see it. But Liam Neeson, like, regardless, like, 
Okay, episode one. There's not a lot of great stuff about episode one. He's not being given a lot of dialogue mm-hmm. with which to to throw to his his gravitas mm-hmm. at. But I will guarantee you, if you if if you haven't seen it and you let someone sit down there, one of their takeaways from that movie is going to be Liam Neeson's pretty good in that movie. I just had the funniest thought. Funny to me. I bet you Seth MacFarlane has had this thought. More than likely. Fifth grade Liam Neeson pranking people. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a, a taken prequel. Yes. <laughs> He's like, you put you put gum in Sally's hair. <laughs> You're going to take it out of it. You're going to get peanut butter. You're going to wash your hair. If you don't, I have a particular set of skills <laughs> that I learned last year as a Boy Scout. Exactly. Like, or just something something like that. I would totally I totally watch that. I can see that. Like, or it's a or it's an animated show on Cartoon Network. Something. I don't know. Yeah, fifth grade Liam Neeson. Anyway, so that's in theaters now, and as of this recording, Regal shut down. AMC has said they can stay open at least through the end of the year, maybe through January. But after that, unless someone steps in with piles and piles of cash, AMC not in a good place. The theater, the theater, who knows? Now, if you want my two cents on it, and, and, I do. and as we are the only two people in the I room do. right now, I assume if you want any sense, I, it'll I be do. mine, unless you just wanted to pontificate about what your two cents were on it. Um, Disney, as much as they don't mind skirting monopolies or getting as close to monopolies, like they literally purchased another film studio. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like a teeny tiny like boutique shop that made independent films for a couple of years. 20th Century Fox was one of the oldest and occasionally prestigious studios that were around that no, it technically no longer exists. I, I don't know how that's not a monopoly, but I'm also not one of Disney's attorneys, as shown from the fact that I did not come here in a BMW. <laughs> I, I cannot think of a scenario where Disney is not going, okay, Regal shut down. They don't have any money streaming in. We let AMC go to December or January. We, we're we not making a ton of money off our parks right now. We can't release our films into theaters. We're, we're a streaming giant, so we've got that covered. We have our, our hands dipped in every cookie jar ever. What if we bargain basement by one of the largest theater chains in the world, like, and we're just step. We're we're the good guys. Mm-hmm. We're the good. We're we're stepping in to save now, you. What I had read was people have approached um, Warner Brothers, and they have approached I forgot who the other one is, but other other companies well, saying, to do just that. You have a vest. They have a vested interest in the survival of these mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, Disney, uh, I guess Sony, Columbia. Mm-hmm. Like they definitely want to see these things continue. Who else has the, like, unless just, you know, Jeff Bezos or, or Warren Buffett wants to step in and just be like, ah, you know what? Sure. Yeah. How much? Yeah. I think I've got that on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you take a check? Here you go. There you are. I, but did, was there not an anti-monopoly, basically bit of legislation that stopped movie, movie theaters from doing this back? And I want to say it's like the thirties or forties. I mean, just because, okay. At that point, like I'm. I'm Warner Brothers and I own it. And Disney wants to show a movie in my theater. What's to stop me from jacking up? Pri- like you, you definitely mm-hmm. can sway things 
in your favor considerably, especially if, like, let's say Regal goes bankrupt or they're they're all consolidated mm-hmm. into a single one. And Disney now owns every theater in the United States, save a couple hundred like independent ones. How is that not monopolistic toward Warner Brothers or Sony or exactly. whomever? So it will be interesting to see how this plays out, because I don't see over the next six months, I think that's an easy call. I don't see a grand return to we're all going to the theater again. No. But something has to happen. Yes. And the only people, like, I, I don't imagine that you're going to have any congressional help the way that whenever uh, the banks caused a financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Because I would say a lot of them had their hands in those cookie jars. I, I, don't, I don't think they care whether or not, like, you can't watch a movie at 3 o'clock on a Saturday with, you know, a tub of popcorn and butter. The The only... Well, and like I said, maybe there's just not a scenario that I'm thinking about. The only the only way I see this thing turning around is if somebody with a giant interest in it, which, like we said, the studios do have, don't step in and do this. Like otherwise, they're losing what? Because okay, the COVID nineteen will eventually like end. I don't know when that ends. People will eventually go back to theaters. Now, whether or not those two timelines coincide with AMC or Regal running out of money, Mm -hmm. that's the question right now. But Warner Brothers knows that if, let's say, okay, if if Tenet had waited or been released in the summer of 2018, that thing makes $200, $300 million domestically easy, probably makes at least $800 million to a billion dollars worldwide. Why do you want to cut out a potential like billion dollars? One and a half billion for your your tentpole pictures. Why do you cut that out and just be like, no, we're we're going to start doing stuff video video on demand, or we're going to send all of it to HBO Max? Now that thing already exists. You can still make money off the subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Why are you denying yourself seven hundred million dollars? I just had the best conspiracy theorist idea. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure someone's already online with it. What if Disney that just launched Disney Plus? They created the virus to ruin the movie industry so their streaming service would take off. Ah! Well, I mean, they've got the money to do it, and they've they've definitely got the resources. You're welcome. It's a little conspiracy I mean, theory. I, I don't believe it's conspiracy theory. But Walt's, Walt's frozen head. Like, I mean, now, I guess Walt's the longer, the longer it thing. stays frozen, he may just start coming up with a couple of, uh, <laughs> let's say, cockamamie ideas. That's and he's it. just like, all right, I've got, a, got an idea for a virus, and... We're going to shut down movie theaters and the streaming thing we're talking about. It's going to go through the roof. <laughs> anyway, The Honest Thief is a solid movie. Do you have to rush out and see it? Well, no. But no. there's nothing wrong with it. You won't be, if you like that kind of movie, you're not going to be disappointed. If you've seen Taken and said, why did they stop making Taken movies? Then you should see. Then you should probably see this. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.